And what a day that'll be when we see the Lamb. You think this is celebrating time. That's going to be a great time. Well, if you brought your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 28. I shared this passage this morning at the sunrise service. This is Matthew's account of the um, resurrection. And so uh, I want us to look at his account this morning in this, this sermon. Matthew chapter 28, we're going to begin with verse 1 through verse 8. Matthew 28, verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rode back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and become as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here, for he's risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee, and there you shall see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. If you will, look at verse 6 for a text. The angel said to the women, He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. If you would, just underline that. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. This morning I want to share just uh, some words in regards to the angel's word, as he said. I want to begin by asking you a question, a real important question. Do you believe that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is true? Do you believe that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is true? Do you believe that there was a literal bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead? Do you believe that Jesus Christ died, He was buried, and He arose from the dead? Do you believe the fact of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead? Now I suggest to you this morning that there are some, perhaps some who are here, who reject the fact of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. They deny that fact to be true. I'm reminded of a movie entitled A Few Good Men. Some of you may have saw that movie. Tom Cruise played a Navy lawyer who questioned a Marine colonel played by Jack Nicholson. And Cruise questioned the death of one of Nicholson's men. And there was a shouting match that took place in the courtroom. Cruise said this, Cruise said, Colonel, did you order the code red? 
Judge? Judge said, you don't have to answer that question. Nicholson said, I'll answer the question. You want answers? Cruz said, I think I'm entitled to them. Nicholson says, you want answers? Cruz says, I want the truth. And Nicholson says, you can't handle the truth. Remember that? I think that's where we are in America today. On one hand, we want the truth. We want our doctors to be truthful. We want them to tell us if we really need the surgery or not. We want them to be truthful and tell us exactly the shape that we're in. We want them to be truthful to us. We want our spouse to be truthful, our children to be truthful. We want our court system to be truthful. We want our airlines to be truthful. When they say, well, that plane's ready to take off, I want them to be telling the truth. We want our advertisers to be truthful, our teachers to be truthful. We want our politicians to be truthful. We want road signs to be truthful. We want medicine bottles to be truthful. We want food labels to be truthful. You see, we demand the truth in every facet of life that affects our money or our relationships, our safety or our health. But when it comes to morality or biblical truth, we're not interested in that. Many are not interested in the truth when it's in regards to morality and religion. In fact, some denounce religion. Some even denounce Christianity. So the question this morning is, why the contradiction? Why the contradiction? Why do you say, that's true for you, but it's not for me when we're talking about morality or religion? But you'd never talk that type of foolishness when you were dealing with your stockbroker about your money or your doctor about your health. You take that as truth. Why the contradiction? Because you don't want to be accountable to any moral standard or religious doctrine. And so you say that's not true. You've allowed, and you swallowed the lie of humanism and the political correct politicians who say truth does not exist. Everything is relative. There are no absolutes. It's all a matter of opinion. You ought not to judge. Religion is about faith. It's not about fact. But in reality, when it comes to morality and religious doctrine, you just can't handle the truth. Maybe Augustine was right when he said, we love the truth when it enlightens us, and we hate it when it convicts us. First of all, I want to share the definition of truth. The definition of truth. That which describes an actual state of affairs. Truth is telling it like it is. Paul, uh, uh, John gives an example of this when Pilate takes Jesus, and they bring Jesus before Pilate, and Pilate examines Jesus. And then after he hears the 
after he hears all the evidence, he says it like it is. He tells it like it is. I find no fault in him. Truth is not relative, but it's absolute. If something is true, it's true for all people at all times and all places. Truth is discovered, it's not invented. Truth exists independent of anyone's knowledge. Gravity existed before Sir Isaac Newton realized there was gravity. Truth always exists. Truth is uh, ultra-culture. Truth is, is true for all people, all places, all time. Two plus two is four to everyone, to everywhere. To every, every body, every location. Truth is unchanging. Even though our beliefs about truth change. An example would be we, we began to believe the earth was round. That's what we believed to begin with, but our belief changed when we realized the earth was, or we, we believed it was flat, then our belief changed and we we realize that it was round. Our beliefs change, but truth is unchanging. Truth doesn't change. Our belief changes. Belief cannot change facts. You can believe the world is flat, but the fact is the world is round. You can deny there's a God, but the fact is there is a God. I can show you detailed evidence that Jesus Christ was born, when He was born, where He was born, who His parents were, when He died, how He died, that He was buried, and that He arose again on the third day. Your unbelief cannot change those facts. Now, in regards to the truth of the resurrection, we have 12, 12 appearances. We have... The evidence, you would, I should say, 12 appearances of Jesus after the resurrection. Where various people saw Him and they heard Him and they touched Him. Some ate with Him, some saw His wounds, some touched His wounds. Four of them reached out and touched His wounds. We're not talking about presenting theories of truth. We're talking about presenting evidence that there was a literal body bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. So you may have a theory this morning that explains away the resurrection, but there has never, listen, there has never been any evidence from the first century until today. Not one single bit of evidence to support one single theory that the, resu that the resurrection did not happen. Now friend, listen, not only would you have to give evidence that the resurrection did not happen, you would have to also give evidence that he did not perform the 35 miracles that eyewitnesses have uh, said that he had performed. And so you have truth. You have the definition of truth, that which describes an actual state of affairs supported by evidence and not theory. Do you have a evidence that God does not exist? Do you have evidence that Jesus was not raised from the dead? Not just a theory. 
but you have evidence that goes back to the first century when the resurrection occurred that you say, hey, no, that, that didn't occur. That, this is why it didn't occur. Not one single bit of evidence has been presented since the first century that the resurrection did not happen. But notice not only the definition of truth, but you've got the person of truth. Look, if you will, just a moment at John chapter 14. John chapter 14, a familiar passage, and we want to look at, uh, just look at verse 6. John 14, verse 6. And I'll come back to this chapter in just a few minutes. But the person of truth, Jesus said, you're familiar with this, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Jesus said, I am the truth. He sums, he sums up all that is eternal and absolute in himself. I am truth. Now, he did not only teach the truth. Jesus is saying, I am the truth. Matthew 28, verse 6. He's not here. Listen. For He is risen, as He said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. You see, for the proof of the resurrection, first we have the testimony of an angel. The angel said, He's not here. He's risen. Have the testimony of the, the angel. Secondly, we have the testimony of Christ Himself. Just as He said, or as He said. So he gave testimony himself concerning his resurrection, as he said. So what did truth say? Well, truth said, Jesus said, look at Matthew chapter 16. Go back to 16. We're still in Matthew. Look at 16 verse 21 and let's walk through. This is what truth said. Matthew 16, 21. From that time forth began Jesus to show his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again on the third day. That's what truth said. If you would look at Matthew 17, one chapter over, verse 23. And they shall kill him, and the third day he shall be raised again. And they were exceedingly sorry. That's what truth said. That's what Jesus said about himself. Look to Matthew chapter 20, verse 19. A couple of chapters over. Script Jesus said, And they shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify him, and the third day he shall rise again. That's what truth said. That's what Jesus said. Look, if you will, at Matthew 26. Matthew 26, verse 32. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. This is prior to his crucifixion and resurrection. That's what truth said. And again in Mark 9, verse 9, John chapter 2, 19, Acts 26, 22. And so the person of truth said the resurrection would happen, and it did. 
as he said. And so the proof of the resurrection is the angel, and the proof of the resurrection is truth itself, or himself, Jesus Christ. Now listen, if you remember, keep this in mind, it'll help you in time to come. If you will remember what Christ has said about anything, if you will remember what Christ has said about anything, the less you will be surprised when what he says happens. He's truth. And whatever he says will happen. So remember that. And you won't be surprised when it does. He said that he would be put to death. He was. He said he'd be buried. He was. On the third day, he would come forth from the grave. He did, just as he said. And so you have the definition of truth, the person of truth, and then you have the return of truth. And I'm going to close with this. Look at John 14, verse 1. You should be right at it. John 14, verse 1. Jesus is meeting with his disciples. Their hearts are broken. He says, let not your heart be troubled. John 14, 1. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. Here it is. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Underline that. That's what he said. He will come again. And he will receive you. I will receive you. And receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. That's what truth said. And so you have the return of truth. And so there is truth. Contrary to what some believe, truth is an absolute. It's not relative. The resurrection is true. There's first century evidence to, to support the fact. There's zero evidence to support that the resurrection did not happen from first century unto present day. And then one day Jesus Christ, the person of truth, will return for those who belong uniquely to Him. Can you handle the truth? You say, well, Brother Samuel, that's just the Bible. And that's written by men. I kind of like what Andy Stanley said. I'll quote him. He said, My high school science teacher once told me that much of Genesis is false. But since my high school science teacher did not prove that he was God by rising from the dead, I'm going to believe Jesus instead. I don't know who you're going with, but I know who I'm going with. I'm going with the truth. Can you handle the truth? Let me tell you what truth says. Truth says, for the wages of sin is death. But truth says, but the gift of God is eternal life. Truth says, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Truth says, I am the way, the hadas, the road. I am the way, the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me, not by the church, not by ordinances, and not by good works, and living right, not doing this and doing that, but by knowing Jesus. 
That's why meeting the resurrected Lord like the Marys did is very important. Have you met Jesus? I mean, not physically in bodily form, but has Christ convicted you that you're a sinner and you're lost and you're on your way to hell and the truth says if you don't accept Him, turn from your sin and turn to Him, and you die without Him, there's no salvation, there's no hope. That's what truth says. Now you can believe that, or you don't have to believe that. If you choose not to believe that, that doesn't change the truth. That's the truth. So today I pray you'll respond to the truth. Because the truth said... Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not might be, could be, may be, but shall be. Would you be willing to do that on this Easter celebration Sunday? Let's bow our heads for a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we have just to focus upon truth. Truth, the person of the truth, the return of truth. I pray for each person here. My goodness, thank you, Lord, for a beautiful day you've blessed us with to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. Christians meet all over the world on this day to rejoice and to celebrate and to look forward to the soon-coming King. We look at this old world we live in. People are talking about how bad it is and what shape it's in. And every bit of that that's going on right now is just pointing to the day that you'll return again. And so we look to that day. We live here now, but we look forward to the day that you call us home to be with you. Thank you for what you're going to do in this invitation time. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.